Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. Click that subscribe button and leave a comment. I'm your host, Kyle Coglatori, and we have the pleasure of having St. Thomas Great, Reese's All-American, SBL champ, SBL all-star, retired basketball player, and current NBA student at the University of Oregon. What's going on, Marcus Alapate? Man, that intro was was crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it maybe maybe seem like something I'm not, but man, I appreciate it. How we doing? You already taking over the whole campus over there in Oregon? What's going on? <laughs> I wish, man. It's uh, it's it's been a little bit different with COVID, but you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm enjoying Portland and enjoying my time here. So yeah, like I, I love it out here so far. Yeah, you guys were dealing with a lot of fires out there. Has that been pretty tough? Yeah, dude, honestly, I moved. So the crazy thing was like when I first got here, it was September 11th. So that like flying on September 11th was crazy. Like I didn't even, you know, think of that when I got my ticket. And then number two, I flew in and it was just completely covered in smoke. And so it was between those two. I was like, you know what, if I can like this city with with both like, you know, with that, with the with the smokes going on. And I think uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. So then you got, you kind of got trapped in your apartment, didn't you? Yeah, dude, I was, I was in my apartment just like answering to get out and see the city. But yeah, it was, it was different. Um, I think it was kind of cool though, too, in the sense that like I was able to move all my stuff in and sort of get used to like everything in my like apartment where I'm living. And so, um, and you know, just kind of, get get stationary um, which I haven't been the last six years so it was uh it was nice to kind of know that I'm going to be somewhere for a long period of time which was uh which I guess you know this program isn't too long in comparison to like life but yeah it was just completely different than what what I'm used to well I know your family in Minnesota misses you a lot I've actually ran into your brothers a couple times and each one's like you know what we're kind of used to him being gone but it was really nice when he was here yeah, man, I um I try to keep in contact with everybody. I I um big family guy, so it sucks to uh to be gone from them, but knowing that I'm, you know, a couple hours away instead of like, you know, a around whole, the world. <laughs> yeah, that that to me is a lot more uh a lot more comforting. Well, we had to do a part two because you had some, you know, really cool experiences or well, things happened to you in the last couple of months since our last episode. And again, you got accepted into the University of Oregon uh, MBA program because you're going to further your uh, development of trying to do true you. So break us down, you know, what's going on with that program? What's it called? What are you doing? Yeah, so the program um, program I'm in right now is called the Sports Product Management. I'm getting my master's. Um, a master's in essentially learning how to um, like the life lifestyle life cycle of a product. So everything from the design to understanding you know what goes into prototypes all the way to the end where you know your product goes to market. And um, yeah, I think it it stemmed from True You. Uh, you know, I really had a good time with with apparel and fashion. I love that. Um, and so this was just another way for me to sort of understand more of the process of what goes on, how to how to really you know do it instead of sort of figure it out on my own. Um, you know, invest in myself, and especially during a time like COVID, I felt like it was a great opportunity for me to you know sort of go about it. 
So who are you learning stuff from? Are you learning stuff from people at Nike or Adidas or Under Armour? Yeah, man, honestly, it's, it was, so I knew I made the right decision when like the first day, uh, we're, we're in class and, you know, I'm learning from the guys who like help design the Jordans to the, you know, different people that are, you know, running apparel for, for Nike, Adidas, um, development, you know, so it's, it's been this like kind of really cool program in the sense of that, like learning. And then I think another thing too, being in Portland, um, you know, in the backyard of, you know, Nike, Adidas, you know, all these different companies that are stationed out here, have their headquarters out here. So, you know, being able to network and meet with people and just sort of live in a town that, um, you know, the biggest, I guess, biggest company for apparel um, or one of the biggest companies um, is right here. So I don't know, it's, it's, it's different out here. Like you see a lot of people with sneakers that you're like, Oh, where did you get those? And, you know, different, different types of vibes out here. So uh, it, it, it definitely adds to the creative side, but also, you know, you, you get to, you know, have a target that you're trying to reach for. So who's the coolest person you've learned from so far or thus far? Coolest person. Honestly, I, I can't specify like one exact person, but, um, we had a guy come on who, uh, who did all of Katie's shoes. Like you can look him up, Leo Chang um he was a guy who you know was one of the designers at nike head designers and he came on one of, in one of my classes and i was like oh my gosh i just watched the interview with this dude in it and he was talking about the creative process that he you know the collaboration that they did with like fear of god um and just you know kind of cool stuff like that you, you know you get to sort of understand the creative process of these people where they come from their backgrounds and you know, obviously, when when you get to a certain point, um, like a lot of these people, they, uh, you know, you, you assume that it was easy for them or um, that they, you know, not assume that it was easy for them, but in a sense that you just assume that it, it was uh, it was a different process than what you're going through. But when you're when you're kind of learning from them, you're like, oh, they're you know, they're just like me or, you know, they, they have a similar background, you know, what I have. So it kind of gives you a lot of confidence going into, you know, creating something. And that was something that I guess, I don't know if I want to necessarily continue true you, but sort of transitioning into a product and understanding, I guess, the, the everything from, you know, consumer research to understanding the, the target audience to how the manufacturing goes, where the best manufacturing is. And, all these sort of things that I feel like now it's, it's, I guess it's so easy to create merchandise, right? You can go online and, you know, look up wholesalers and, and go about it that way, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think for me is, you know, going into it, I want to sort of understand the actual process. So um, I do have something that I can create that is going to be a classic or something that um, will differentiate me from everybody else in the market. Well, then that sounds to me like you're going to be traveling all over the world to find manufacturers in other countries. Yeah. The, so the program actually, I mean, with COVID, we're, we're kind of up in the air. But yeah, with, with this whole program, we're, we're meant to, you know, go to go to places like New York, go to Germany, go to China um, with our program. Just, you know, learning about the different places that things are manufactured, different places are produced, how the process is going 
Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was actually part of why I, I like this, this industry was the fact that you get to travel a lot and as much traveling as I did, um, you know, I didn't want to necessarily get into a career that didn't allow me to, you know, travel to different places of the world. Um, now with COVID, it's going to be a little bit different, but I think, you know, hopefully once the stuff's over, it'll, you know, sort of go back to a, a different normal, but, you know, be allowed, allowed people to, you know, go out and travel. And that's, that's, that's where I feel like I've learned the most um, was when I got to travel and see the world and get different perspectives, different fashion senses, um, you know, led to different, different foods I tried, different ideals that I, you know, sort of add into my life to create, um, you know, what you see in front of you today. Well, it sounds like, you know, traveling helps inspire you. It, it, do you have some, some products that you're trying to create from some of these inspirations while you've been traveling? Yeah, I, I think um, what I'm trying to do is a sort of uh, somehow connect everywhere that I've been um, and sort of create a product that allows me to go to these different places and solve a problem in these different places. For example, I really want to um, create something that allows me to go to the islands and give back or um, be able to create something that, um, you know, allows, allows, you know, my heritage to um, benefit from it because I feel like a lot of where I've come from, my, my dad being moved to America when he was eight, um, you know, and, and just seeing, you know, that side of my family where it's, uh, I feel like I've been given the opportunity um, and the resources to sort of um, do do something great for myself. And so I wanna, you know, sort of stand on the shoulders of my ancestors and look to create something that allows people, not just, you know, people from the islands, but people all over the world to um, sort of, you know, solve a problem or live a live a better life than what they're living right now. What kind of problems are you thinking about tackling? Ooh, it's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think problems that, I, that, that are really dear to me, um, I would say sustainability. Honestly, for just, just seeing firsthand of, of living in New Zealand and seeing how sustainable that, that they are um, or how they, you know, kind of take it how serious they take that and how beautiful the, the island is. And so, um, and then, you know, obviously my background being Polynesian, um, you know, this whole, you know, global warming climate, like different things are changing with our world. So, you know, some of the first places that are going to get hit from this are the island. So it's, uh, it's something that's, that I, I think I take serious and something that I, I want to help solve that problem. A company like Patagonia, um, they do a, a really good job with creating sustainable products and doing it in a sustainable way. Um, I, I sort of want to go down a route like that when I look to create something is to help create a, a product or um, a, a brand around this idea of, you know, not only being sustainable to the environment, but just I feel like when you're sustainable, um, it carries over to other aspects of your life, to your health, to your relationships um to you know how you carry yourself so i think if you're able to sort of if i can you know focus in on that that problem i think that's something that will carry over to everything else that i do in my life i i think so too i mean and you're talking about a very scary reality um global warming is 
clearly a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I hope that it gets figured out. Um, it sounds like it's an issue that unfortunately a lot of previous generations didn't really understand was going to be long-term effects. And hopefully our generation starts sparking minds that, that figure out how to, you know, end that or, or make that less of a problem. Or I, I don't even know. I mean, there's certain things that need to just be done, like stop making plastic. Yeah. Simple, simple things like that. Clean up the oceans. And it's, it's interesting because I think, with our generation there it's it's more of a need you can see that with um you know companies like tesla you know creating creating products that you know you know electric cars and then you look at different companies i mean patagonia has been around for a long time but a company like that and and i think if a lot of different companies um and people can sort of change their mindset into into seeing into creating more sustainability, you know, and, and the I feel like, you know, the best sustainable thing that you can do in the apparel industry is sort of keep clothes out of landfills, mm. you know, and so how how can you then go into tackling um, that problem and, and keeping clothes out of landfills is it you know Patagonia has a and I'll keep bringing them up but we actually just learned about them in, um, in one of our classes and they have a um, sort of a, I guess, a, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, but you can go in and bring your products like damaged products into their um, different stores and you're able to, they'll teach you, you know, how to fix it or they'll fix it there for you. There's a lot of, um, you know, videos on YouTube that they produce that are teaching people, getting people back to this idea of, um, if something is broken, like learn to fix it yourself instead of go buy something new, which, you know, obviously that can get, you know, relative, I guess, when, you, when you're talking about it, but just the, this idea of sort of getting back to this idea of us, you know, continuing to develop our skills, you know, through technology and that's great, but also at the same time, understanding that like what got us to that point and if we can continue to develop those skills, you know, I just actually watched that, uh, I said interview on Joe Rogan with, with Kanye. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did. And he was talking about, um, you know, he was talking about like creating, uh, like a sustainable way of, of producing, um, you know, not that it hasn't been around for a while, but just being able to take what's in front of you and be able to create like an actual you know, meal out of it and, you know, allowing people to sort of create this environment that teaches them these sort of skills that, you know, that I think right now with every being so everything being so quick, 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 that we want instant gratification, that if we're able to sort of delay that, um, you know, it's like anything, you put something in a slow cooker, you know, typically it turns out a lot better than something you put in the microwave. Mm. You know, because it takes a little bit longer. It's, you know, the juices or whatever you want to call it are, you know, producing different, different, you know, tastes and different things. And I think you enjoy it more because, you know, it took a lot longer for that to get to where it is. So to lead that back to, I guess, my product or idea, it's like somehow creating that. And because um, I think that's a big need is teaching, you know, teaching people patience when in a world where, you know, patience isn't a virtue anymore. It's It's sort of a luxury. Well, it's interesting you bring up that Kanye West on Joe Rogan because, like you were talking about, the self-sufficient where, you know, 
gener- uh, not long ago, not many generations ago, people knew how to farm and take care of everything on their land to create food. Mm-hmm. But now a lot of people who supposedly farm, they're still going to buy 70 to 80% of their groceries from the grocery store, even if they are farming. So he's just saying, you know, how, how people need to relearn some of these skills that our ancestors already had, which I think would be a great thing to have. I also think, you know, his rugged back then, you know what I mean? Like people oh, yeah. were killing their own animals before they eat them. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably become vegan real quick. <laughs> but that's, that's like, it's, I think it goes back to with the whole process, right? Like we're so far removed from the actual process of how things are produced and just, you know, from, from me having a brand when I was doing that in school and, and, you know, even out after school, um, you know, before I, you know, got into, you know, where I'm at right now, it was like, Oh, I want to, I want to get the cheapest, cheapest, like not cheapest product, but, you know, I want to get the best price for, you know, for what I want. Right. Like, and Mm -hmm. so it's all about, you know, and it's still kind of, you know, same concept, but understanding like why the price came to that instead of something else, you know, products being produced in different environments that, you know, maybe the standard isn't the same as what it is, is here, you know, or different places. So learning that stuff, I think it, it, I was like, all right, I go online or I, you know, I don't even touch necessarily the product. I got the stuff, um, you know, manufactured in somewhere else and somebody did the screen printing or the, the, you know, everything that happened with our products. And then it came to me and then my job was to essentially go out there and give it to other people or, or sell it, um, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it was like, but to go back and really understand, you know, what the material is made out of, where the products are coming from, how they're produced, what is this doing to the environment? Um, Those sort of things that I didn't necessarily think about when I was first doing it. Whereas like now understanding more of the process of, I guess, what's going on with our world and and even fashion, um, it's, it's, uh, it's tough, you know, to watch some of this, you know, stuff going on right now because, you know, customers dictate, right? We, we dictate everything. Like imagine, you know, back in the day, it was like, cool, like we'll order, we'll order something, hopefully it gets here in two weeks. And then when it got there, it was like, cool. Nowadays, it's like, we want everything the next day, right? You got Amazon Prime, which, which is, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's almost with, with Amazon um, being able to get you your product the next day, if you're on Amazon Prime or the next two days, and then you think about like Instagram and, and social media and all these different things, it's like we want this instant gratification, um, instant, 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 right? Instead of sort of just looking at it from a long-term perspective, what is this doing to us long-term? Like I was reading somewhere that the attention span now for people is, is like, like the lowest it's ever been. Um, you know, in the history of, I guess, I, and I don't, I don't know the exact terms for that, but it, it was just interesting learning about, you know, our attention span has gone down so much that even look at how articles are produced. Um, you know, they'll still talk about, oh, it's a two minute read or one minute read on there, you know, because people are like, oh, I don't want to read this whole thing. This is too long. And, and a lot of people just much. don't like reading period anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think I was just telling you this, we saw some, I randomly read it that the average human after high school doesn't read a single book again. That's crazy. 
doesn't read a single book. Like on average, it's it, it was some crazy statistic. Like they might read a book a year after high school. That's that's, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Well, it's it's almost like, and and it's it's nothing against people that don't read because I think reading is is a like obviously it's a skill and and you know you can go into some people can read better than others. Some people learn differently. You know, it's and and. Yeah, I think it just goes back to what are you consuming on a daily basis? You know, is it is it information that's going to help you or is it information that's not going to help you? Because I think we live in a world where like information is so easily accessible, right? Like you're able to, you know, you could tell me something right now and I could fact check you within, you know, a couple seconds from these different resources, right? Whereas back in the day, and it was, you know, you could tell me something and I sort of had to believe you unless I went to the library or I knew somebody, um, read a dictionary, these sort of things. So I think it, it it's, it's changing the way people sort of consume information. And um, I think it's up to the individual to sort of put um, information that is valuable um, to yourself, to the world out there, or you're consuming that because I've always believed that, you know, you're, you're a product of like what you think about your dominant thoughts or what you think about, that's what you're going to make. Your subconscious is going to make actions on mm-hmm. so if your subconscious mind is constantly, you know, if you're constantly feeding yourself negative, 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 you know, there's going to be a lot of subconsciously going to make a lot of negative decisions or, you know, attract negative things into your life. And so, and I'm not saying everything should be positive all the time because you can't appreciate the positives without the negatives, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a fine line between consuming things that are real, consuming things that are truthful and, you know, consuming things that are on the negative side. You know, and the other thing that I, I thought was interesting, like you said, everything's instant, instant, instant. Everybody wants instant gratification. You know, a crazy thing that I saw was um, fake news travels six times faster than real news. Wow. That's another one that I thought was like, that's a, that's a bad one. <laughs> Dude, and it's, it's hard man, and like not to get into too much depth about all that, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to watch because I, I, um, I feel like a lot of this news um, and fake news in, in general is sort of, it's, it's almost like we, we nowadays, are focused on the people that are polarizing instead of, and which isn't, like I said, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but we're so focused on people that are polarized. And I feel like these ideas of, you know, radicalism and, 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 you know, kind of super far gone is like, that's what's going to get clickbait. That's what's going to get the mm-hmm. you know, news. That's what's going to get people, you know, looking at you who can do the craziest stuff to get the most likes that they can make a video go viral. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, you know, you talk about that, like the fake news, traveling and it's like it's tough because I feel like I grew up in a generation not before the internet but you know kind of before everyone sort of adopted the internet and sort of adopted these smartphones but then I was also I was like I'm not old old enough to where I wasn't necessarily I don't understand it because I'm like I still use technology and still keep up to date with everything but it's it's sort of you start to see these things where it's like what's fact what's facts what's a what's a resource that is factual that is truthful and you know is that the information you're getting this from or is it something that's not truthful 
And I feel like now with so much information being out there, nobody knows essentially what's truthful and what's not truthful. So like you said, the fake news traveling faster, that does not surprise me at all. I, I do think that like our generation is a very, 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 very unique generation. And the reason why I say this is because we were the first generation to kind of get hit with the internet, like grow it, growing up with it. But at the same time, we knew what it was like to not have it at all. And the reason why I think that we're so different is, is, you know, like from our parents or especially even our grandparents is we kind of know, like you said, you know how to operate it, know how to stay up to date and understand new things that are happening with updates or whatever it may be. But somebody like say my grandma, um, and I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that does this. You can tell me if you do this or not, but I'm the kind of person where I have, you know, my real email, I have like, like for work or something. Then I got like my personal email. Then I got my spam email. Mm -hmm. Like if I got to give out my email, I use my spam email because I'm like, that's my junk email. I don't care if you have whatever. I know whatever's going there. I'm not looking at anyways. That was so I could get blah, blah, blah promo. So I could get $5 off at Chipotle or whatever the heck it might've been. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandma could not differentiate whether or not this is a scam or if this is legit. So she's probably opening whatever she gets, probably getting her information stolen and and stuff like that, where I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that does that, but I feel like a lot of people our age are aware of that situation. Oh yeah, dude. Like I, (laughs) I, I have so many different emails and like, (laughs) it's rare that I give out my actual number. Um, (laughs) And you know, even my real, even like my real name on stuff, like I don't really put like real information unless I know it's like, you know, going to something that I, you know, school or something that's like a value that, that I know that my information, like you said, isn't being stolen. But yeah, it's, it's, it's even, it's even, you know, I don't know, there's just so much stuff out there that is, I wish people were educated on or we had like some sort of like class or curriculum based around this stuff. And there might be one out there right now. I don't know, but just stuff like that is like real time stuff that is valuable that is happening right now. And we're, you know, sort of in this, like you said, unique environment or um, generation where we know sort of, you know, not, I'm going to say everybody, but a lot of people know the difference between, you know, the, these sort of spams and, you know, cause I see those stories all the time where somebody donates a hundred dollars to some, some guy and, you know, a prince or something in a bank account for that guy. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, if I ever got an email like that, it's like, I'd delete right away. Like not even think twice or some people like, I'm just trying to get a come up, you know, I don't even open If I don't even recognize it, I just automatically junk it. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I, I try to tell people that I'm like, I don't, it's not even worth it. it nobody's yeah. randomly sending you free money. There's no good deals out there. Everybody's trying to get something from you. If, exactly. if you're not getting paid for something that is a good deal, you are the deal. Like your information is what they wanted. You're, you're, the, you're the product. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to explain that. And, and you know, it is funny because we're definitely the pioneers. Uh, I, I talked to my nephew who's, 15 years younger than me and this kid he has no idea what it was like 
before mm-hmm. you know he, he's only experienced the internet he's only been from day one he's been able to play online and talk to people randomly online and, and the crazy thing for me is like he's even way more advanced than I am he's the kind of kid who could go online and say well I put in a different VPN like I'm in Russia because I don't want people to know where I live because they might scam you and send you some package or something or mess with you and mm-hmm. I'm like I didn't know that and I don't even know how to do that. But it, it's funny, like, how crazy they are about figuring it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, like I said, it's only, it's only going to progress, you know, as we, get, as we get older. It's just, you know, scammers and these, these people doing this are only going to get better. They're only going to develop, you know. So it's, it's almost like you have to sort of take a step back. And, and going back to, like, our original, you know, conversation, it was just what – what are you consuming on a daily basis? You know, what are you thinking about? What are you, um, what are you surrounding yourself with? You know, because at the end of the day, it's like, if instead of going on the internet every, you know, I look at it like, I, I did like a, a drawing the other day, was like talking about like uh, social media and it's like the social cigarette, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like almost like you go on, you go on and, and um, you know, it's, it's almost like taking a cigarette every time you log on, which I'm not saying social media is a bad thing because I know a lot of people say it's bad because I think there's a lot of great stuff that has happened from it. But it's almost like we've become accustomed to likes and, and, and this, you know, our brain kind of goes off where it's like, oh, wow, this is, if I post this picture, I'll get this, this, this amount of likes. Or if I do this, like polarizing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just compare it to like cigarettes, you know, where it's like people are, you know, always you know, it's like once your cigarette's up, you still have that feeling of nicotine. And then it's like, okay, I need to go back on online and check to see if somebody liked my picture commented on this. Whereas like, I've just completely, I saw that sort of coming and I, I was, you know, and I was like, you know what, that's not going to be me. So I, I take a lot of breaks from social media and these different outlets to sort of re- recoup, you know, what I'm thinking about. Recalibrate. Mm-hmm. So what's, What's been your favorite part about uh, your program so far, the business development or the product creation? Honestly, it was, it's like the, the, it's like really hard to pinpoint something, but I, I think with like our product creation, so I, I designed and prototype, you know, my first shoe, right. And, and um, got to go in and, and, you know, learn from the guy, one, one of my lab teachers is uh, design like, the all of or the shoes for Lance Armstrong when he wanted Tour de France and um you know and he's worked at Nike for X amount of years and just like super super educated real good guy and so they'll have like somebody like that in lab teaching you how to make a shoe it's like almost like you're learning from you know like I call him like an OG, you know, you learn from an OG where it's like they're, they're giving you game on this is what we did in this, you know, type of industry and this is what we're, you know, this is what we kind of focus on. So it was like really cool. It was like hard because I've never touched a sewing machine before. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> trying to like sew my shoe together, like it was, man, I tell you, like I have so much respect for the people that can, can really make a straight line when it comes to <laughs> sewing. Like, cause I, Man, my, my shoe, I, I like broke the machine for a little one of one of the sewing machines for like 45 minutes. And we had one of our other lab guys in there who was like helping fix it. And I'm just sitting there like, man, this is probably not not my specialty, but I'm glad I'm like learning this. And and um 
it was cool yeah and then like yesterday we we designed we're designing like shirts uh or like apparel so i got like this whole program that is like i can literally prototype a prototype uh any anything on you know apparel wise on your body and i can create the product that looks exactly what it will what it'll look like on someone and you know it's this like program that's like crazy expensive for like but we're getting it because we're obviously in school so it's like just learning all these sort of like things it, it it like i have so much more respect for when a product actually comes out um like a good quality product because like i see the time that actually goes into it mm -hmm. and so it's, it's cool because like you, you take your product creation and then you go and you add that into like your business development and you're learning from people that are in the industry right now. Like I have professors that still work at Nike. I have um, professors that worked at Under Armour that they like, you're still learning, you're learning from people that are still out there in the industry. So it's like the information that you're getting is stuff that is going on real time, you know? And so it was, it's just, it's just crazy that, I thought like I knew a little bit about the industry just from being in it, but watching how much depth goes into it, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take this information in and, you know, hopefully one day be able to create my own stuff. But knowing that like, it's it's almost like when you go to the, like, you're in your own, your hometown, right? And you're like, man, I'm a hooper, right? Like, you know, I can, I can beat everybody and you, you get really good. And then all of a sudden you go to, you go to college or you go to a different state or you go on the AAU tournament and you're like, man, <laughs> these dudes can really hoop. Like I need to set my game up. So it's like, almost like I got that sense of like, you know, I felt like I, I knew it and not knew the whole industry, but had an understanding of it. Whereas like now I'm like, man, I need to get back in the gym. I need to work on my game. I need to sharpen my mind. So all these sort of things are, are, uh, are kind of playing a factor in it right now. Man, it's awesome to see you out there and the creative juices flowing. Um, I've caught a few of your drawings. I love what you're doing. Uh, Dude, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad when you told me you were entering for this, this program, I was so happy when you got accepted because I think this is the right move for you. And I'm so excited to see what you do with your future, man. Uh, one of your biggest fans, you already know that you're my guy. Um, and I want to have you back on the show for more updates down the road. If you're down. For sure, man. Always, bro. That's whatever you need, man. I'll, uh, you know, hopefully next time I come on here, I'll have, I'll have something to show you, bro, or something to talk about. Cause that's, that's the goal is to, to learn that. But yeah, no, always, man, any, anytime.